0: Stephanie Ho, 22 year old stroke survivor, was asked to be a keynote speaker at this year's Stroke Society Australasia Conference. Her story moved the audience. My name is Carmen Leif Jenkins and I'm managing editor of the International Journal of Stroke. I had the opportunity to speak to both Stephanie Ho, stroke survivor, and Brenda Booth, also a stroke survivor, at this year's Stroke Society. I'm Stephanie Ho and I had a stroke two years ago at 22.
1: I'm Brenda Booth and I had a stroke um, when I was 41 and that was 11 years ago.
0: So Stephanie, you spoke today to the audience at SSA, which is a room full of clinicians. Um What did you talk about? Well, a whole facet of everything, hopefully to inspire one way or another. Um, the physical, so the rehab, but also the emotional uh, support that is equally as important. And my journey and how I got here. And um, but one of my most important points was that um, clinicians and doctors shouldn't lose sight of the potential of that person because each person is different, and you should uh, delve into both physical and emotional aspects of that So what was the story that you told? Uh, mm, Ah Basically at 22 I had just finished uni was um, was travelling Europe, oh sorry, uh, travelling Asia and um, working and felt on top of the world basically and um, after four months of working, I started. Um, I had my stroke, and then that everything changed. Everything changed. I couldn't walk, talk, uh, read at all. Say so yes and no, and um, yeah, I had to start over again. So, Brenda, what was your experience?
1: Okay, um, well, I it's like Stephanie. You know, you go from being An independent person, one minute, to suddenly um, everything changing, and it it it's a much more shattering event than I think often people realise, and and I think no matter what degree of stroke severity a person has, or whether they um, have a physical disability or look as though they look okay, and I think that's the the thing the message I'd like for people to um, get is, you know, every person is different and so, um, you know, it's respecting everyone's level of disability and um, whether they look like they have one or don't. I have a lot of professional people just turn around and go, oh, you've, you've fully recovered, and I and I often go, yes, but in actual fact they're making assumptions about, you know, my recovery and, and yeah, so...
0: So I guess, and I should ask this of both of you, why is it important to, for stroke survivors to speak to clinicians?
1: If we don't let them know what they're doing right, but also what they need to improve, if they don't get it from stroke survivors and carers, because it's a, it's a, it becomes a family event, um, You know, it's really important that they listen to um, you know, where we think things need to be improved. And um, and and look, they're doing it. And on my, I, I've been doing consumer um, input for uh, you know quite a few years. They're doing a great job. You know, it's not that they're not, um, but there are areas where they just need to do it better. Yeah,
0: I guess um, for me, it's very easy to summon up as. When you have a stroke, it's not simply not moving your limbs, because for that, that's one 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 thing, but it's really a person's identity. So, when I couldn't talk for months on the end, I felt like I physically and completely lost the person that was me, because I couldn't express um, express myself or. Um, telling people what I wanted, my humour w- wasn't um, as good, and I, I really, really got just pressed for that, but the thing is, um, not that um, clinicians are doing a bad job, by all means, they are very, very um, humbling when it comes to the care you get, but I guess it's more important to, as consumers, To remind them, just a little tweaks and bits and pieces, and like Brenda says, it's a very um, much a family um, experience because one, when one person goes down to that well, everyone goes down. So. And so, what what kind of expectations do you have in the future for yourself with stroke and rehabilitation? Oh, that's a good question expectations um well at the moment I'm trying to keep my mind on the ball and not getting too far-fetched in terms of my my uh, bucket list all I know is me to do me today doing the exercises I know that will improve me there's only one way and that's to improve so if I um, improve slowly and consistently, I know that uh, the future's better than tomorrow, or today. <laughs> and every day is a good day. Oh yes, yes. You know, yeah. I, know it's a, I know it's a cliche but once you have something so traumatic happen to you in a weird way, it's a really breaking point for to see a person's inner spirit of whether you you um, thrive on that or really crumble, and for me it was just it wasn't there was no option. It was just do it and do it well and don't think about it too too much. How did your family cope with your stroke? My family is very very hmm um, very strong, I guess, and they never really gave me. Any, any sense of um, worry or oh my God, what Steph's going to do? But instead, instead they always um, gave me a bright side and uh, a clear focus of saying, "So this is what happened, but we are going to do this, and this is going, this is going to improve me." And I never really deterred from that. Brenda,
1: what about you? How did your family cope with your stroke? Oh, look, I'm also very, like Stephanie, I'm really, really lucky. I had wonderful family and friends, you know, um, and so I, I feel very sad for people who don't have that support Um, and and there are a lot of people whose family structures fall apart after stroke so and um, and and also fortunately for me my sister's a doctor so um, you know she was she was very very helpful in all of this so yeah Um, so we were able to sort of use the knowledge that we had and um, yeah and sort of move forward but you know I think what the stroke does is it it makes you see what's really important in your life and yes work's important it's very important but family and friends and just that core is yeah it's just really really um so important yeah
0: i i um, briefly touched on um on my in my speech today um that yes Breda and I have been so lucky to have that support, that unconditional support, that we can't assume that everyone has that. So we, I pose the question of why aren't patients giving counselling support as part of their rehab as a not like an option but a mandatory service? Because you have to understand that, yes, doing the exercises that you have been prescribed isn't nearly as effective. If you give that person half an hour, maybe twice a week of counselling support, even if they don't, don't or do have the family support, it's a really worthy investment for the other OTs and physios that really m- will make the optimum, uh, I don't know, rehab for that person because we have to remember, even though I believe that people will always continue to get better, it's really the acute stage that's really that's that much um, different. So um, I think... I think that's really important. I
1: totally agree. Um, I mean, one of the things I ca- when I came out from um, uh, after your um, talk today, um, I said to an, a lady who's a nurse in a stroke unit um, back 11 years ago. I there was ne- never any suggestion of, and there isn't now actually, of um, sort of necessarily seeing a counsellor. And so I didn't want to burden my immediate family because they had way too much going on. And um, so I actually used a friend of mine. So she became my pseudo-counselor, like your boyfriend became your pseudo-counselor. And without that, I don't know where I would have been. But not everyone has that. So, you know, uh, So, and at least people should be offered the opportunity. Like, if they say it's offered and they say no... At least it's been offered. But I I don't think it's... If it is, it's not routinely offered at all.
0: So, Brenda, I know that you and I both know ourselves better than anyone else. But um, for me to see you so well and and speaking so well and so articulate and so sincere um, is nothing compared to the... Small flaws that you see as big holes, yes. because um when you said your your condition saying that Brenda you're mm. completely cured, yeah. but for you oh, those little ticks oh. that uh, only know, you know yes. are yeah. the the big things that you're still um, going to you know challenge yourself. Oh yeah.
1: yeah yeah I I I know what you're saying and I know I'm more Sensitive and aware of um, what, when my speech breaks down. And, and so, you, you know, someone else may not pick it up, but I suppose I'm more consciously aware of it. But I actually have had people when I really got my words tied up and I've actually had people look at me like I've got two heads, and and but most of the time I just my thoughts are look that's not my problem that's their problem, and so I, I largely don't that's worry true. about anyone else.
0: That's true. It's mm. not. Um. It's not even worthy of investing time like mm. that mm. in my already very busy and tiring day. Mm. To thinking about, oh, this person's thinking I'm insane or something. And I just um, go with the flow, and the, the beauty of this bizarre experience is you do learn to let go to, in, or- in order to be more happy, really. Are you a stronger person, do you think? Oh, completely. <laughs> you know what? I cry at 30 second ads. I'm the biggest sop. Mm. But for me to know that, you know, I actually got through this mm. better than I thought. Mm. If I thought about me having a stroke and the, the effects that I knew about, mm. I'd be like, I'm going to crumble. But mm-hmm. But that also goes back to the support group, the clinicians, the families, the friends. You really dwell and um, take everything, every ounce of the support that you get. One of
1: the things I've actually found um, and I don't know if you're um, a member of a stroke support group but um, I'm involved in a, we're probably the largest stroke support group in New South Wales. We've got about 88 members but The group actually, are, um, whilst it's a big group, they're really, really close. And so in absence when other people don't have family members for that support, they've actually said if it hadn't have been for the group, they don't know what they would have done. And it's just... So uh, every group's different, but... They just are such a fabulous bunch of people and it's, you know, stroke survivors and carers and we're, we've actually got, um, yeah, youngest would be, because it's a working age group, but from about, um, mid 30s through to, you know, um, well 65 plus, yeah.
0: What's this, um, group called? Well, it's
1: called WAGS, so it's working age group for stroke. And so that's the we, we just wags. It sounded like a happy name. And so, but I just the benefits. straight support groups are not for everybody, and and there are a lot of people who don't want to. But for for a person when they're ready for it, it can really give you a community, mm. and and also just that that um, ability to sort of feel that you do have that extended mm. network. Yeah, it can be really good.
0: I think, um, first of all, um, you're right. The per- The person needs to accept and want to go yes. themselves, um, first of all. But for me, I think rather than g- delaying that time for for you being in hospital to being outside at home and finally seeing these um, groups, as, as much as they're... Uh, Necessary. Uh, necessary mm. I think you would you could put that a uh, stop on that depression um, stage in the first place mm. by giving them that support. Yeah, in in your acute phase. Yeah, but the 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 most beautiful thing is the human human spirit. I I think that I've um, witnessed is. Whatever form or source of support, people will always thrive and dwell into this a lot happier place. So just give them something and they'll run with it. You've just been listening to an interview with stroke survivors Stephanie Ho and Brenda Booth at the Stroke Society Australasia Conference in Sydney, September 2012. The International Journal of Stroke is the flagship publication of the World Stroke Organization. Please consider becoming a member.